Hi, and welcome back to Talking Trade. I'm Ian Coxett at the University of Wisconsin-Madison. And I'm Sandy Siegel, president of ME Day. It's my pleasure today to introduce our guest, David Usher, the Acting Consul General of Canada in Chicago. Um, so David, you, you also represent us and, and have jurisdiction here in Wisconsin in, um, as well as Illinois and Missouri. Um, tell our listeners a little bit about the work the consulate does and, and how you're a support for businesses that are, are perhaps doing business with Canada already or interested in doing business with Canada. Thanks, uh, thanks, Sandy. And, and first of all, <clears throat> thank you so much for inviting me to talk with you guys today. And, uh, you know, I really welcome the opportunity with uh, 25 staff here at the consulate. We're aimed at promoting cross-border trade and by extension, economic development on both sides of the border. Um, so I'm really happy to be here talking trade with you today. You know, in, in the most basic terms, we're the counterpart to the U.S. Department of State. So we represent the Canadian federal government in the U.S. Midwest. And in that role, we maintain outreach with U.S. elected officials, develop cultural and scientific uh, cooperation, academic collaboration, and also work together on important issues like Great Lakes water management and border security. You know, when we talk about the trade connection, uh, Canada and Wisconsin have got a very important and robust uh, trade connection. And many people don't realize it, but Wisconsin sells more goods to Canada than its next five largest foreign markets combined. And that's about 7.5 billion in goods to Canada annually. Um, and of course, going the other way, because it's two-way trade, Wisconsin imports about 5.5 billion from uh, Canada, uh, its neighbor to the north annually. So, you know, we're the number one customer for Wisconsin. And this means jobs, goods, services, and products for people in Wisconsin. And even with COVID, uh, we've got 189 Canadian-owned businesses in Wisconsin that employ more than 22,000 Wisconsin workers. So we see lots of opportunities for Wisconsin companies, entrepreneurs, and innovators to expand in the Canadian market. And we welcome that sort of interest from your companies to take advantage of our resources for innovation, uh, access to international markets, and available um, available uh, available talent. Um, there is a recent article from the New York Times talking about uh, our tech sector and how Toronto is a quietly booming tech town. And it highlights the expansions of Microsoft, Apple, Amazon, Google, Pinterest, Twitter, etc. in there. And Toronto is now a very important tech hub in North America, about the third largest. So lots of opportunities. Uh, we're here to support and uh, build on the relationship that exists between the Midwest and Wisconsin and Canada, and uh, we're basically here to help. Thanks, David. Uh, so it seems like the only thing that Wisconsin lacks is a common border with Canada, right? Um, now, this uh, uh, speaking of common borders, I guess if there was one, it would be in the middle of Lake Superior somewhere. Uh, there's a lot of interest in uh, the uh, water tech sector in Wisconsin. Milwaukee, the so-called city blue tunnel lake is really the hub for a lot of new startups in the water tech uh, area. Uh, we do share uh, uh, water resources in the Great Lakes. So what kind of collaborations or exchanges are you seeing in regard to water technology? Well, thanks for, thanks for mentioning the border because it is a border, even if it's a water border. And, you know, we know that between our two uh, two regions, 
the water connections are very, very important. Um, so this is a great question because when I was in uh, Milwaukee a couple of weeks ago, uh, I had a chance to visit the uh, Water Council. And uh, it's a great, great operation. Um, you know, I learned a lot there about their activities and the Canada-Wisconsin connections. Um, we see the water sector as a driving economic force for the Milwaukee region. And uh, we have a solid and longstanding relationship through the Water Council's incubator uh, called Brew, Brew 2.0. Right. And, you know, this sort of gets us to the issue of, uh, of startups. Um, I talked about the tech sector and the Canadian strengths in that area. Um, with Brew 2.0, we currently have 11 water tech firms engaged with this program. Um, I can tell you a little bit about some of them. Um, and the good news is that three uh, very innovative Canadian companies have been selected to join the new batch of uh, the Brew 2.0 uh, accelerator program. So just very briefly to talk a little bit about some of the, uh, some of the skills uh, and companies, we have a company called Digital Water Solutions that's developed an innovative technology called Hydrant AI that provides real-time monitoring information to utilities to help them quickly detect water leaks within the water distribution system. Mm -hmm. We have another company called Pani Energy that provides a cloud-based machine learning platform to help water plant personnel elevate the efficiency of their industrial and wastewater treatment facilities. And this lets plant personnel log on uh, through their smart advice to see how optimized uh, energy consumption in the plant, chemical usage, equipment life, operational costs, all in one place. Nice. And then the last uh, third recent company that's uh, active in the Brew 2.0 is Kenwave Solutions. And it's a company that offers leak detection and condition assessment needs for water utility plants, power plants, district heating systems, and industrial customers. So, you know, this is another area where Canada and Wisconsin have shared skills, shared interests, and the cooperation is great, and we're trying to work to make it even stronger. I see. Yeah, thanks. And a big reminder, too, that uh, increasingly trade is not about moving merchandise across borders, but uh, uh, moving ideas and other kinds of service activities as well. But merchandise is also an issue. And Sandy, you've got a concern about that. Well, I do. I, we, um, Emmy Dave, is a freight forwarder. So, you know, I, I can validate the amount of trade uh, moving in both directions. Um, I, I recently listened to the director of the Port of uh, LA speak and, and some of the challenges there. Um, Canada's, our, our issues are a little less severe, but nonetheless, I, you know, I think we can agree supply chain backups and congestion are, are everywhere. And there, you know, has been some work stoppages and things as, as you know. Um, what can you share? What's, you know, are there, are conversations politically otherwise about investing in infrastructure and trying to help um, you know with all of the various challenges we have in regards to supply chain yeah thank you that's a that's a great question I had a chance to visit the port of Milwaukee when I was in Milwaukee which was great you know uh, and of course we're now looking at um, revitalized tourist traffic cruise ships potentially coming in from Canada serving the Great Lakes. So again, it's a great, great example of how important the, the, the connections are in the Great Lakes region. Um, you know, we, um, we have to say that there's been challenges with cross-border transportation, largely because of COVID. 
Um, but you know, coming out of, of COVID, knock on wood, um, things are, are generally working well. Um, you know, we've been infected by, uh, affected by global supply chain challenges, just like the US has. And uh, in January, our Minister of Transport, along with other cabinet ministers, had a national supply chain summit, so a Canadian supply chain summit, to discuss challenges facing Canada's supply chain and to identify potential solutions. And at that summit, the minister announced a new supply chain task force, as well as a 15 million, that's presumably Canadian, targeted call for proposals under our National Trade Corridors Fund to increase storage capacity, et cetera, at the border. And you know, one thing that we're working on uh, that's very important is the Gordie Howe International Bridge uh, project to uh, add another span in Detroit. It is the largest and most ambitious bi-national infrastructure project along the Canada-US border, and it's funded entirely by the government of Canada. So once that bridge is completed, it's going to improve things, uh, provide for safe, efficient, and secure movement of people and goods across the Detroit River, and support the economies of Ontario, Michigan, Canada, and, and also other, other states as well. And um, so this is a, a huge project. It's going to be publicly owned by both Canada and Michigan and will provide an additional crossing option at one of their, our busiest Canada-US commercial border crossings. So, you know, we're working on it and, and let's hope that things get, uh, continue to improve and go in the right direction. Absolutely, and, I, and everyone agrees that it takes the commitment from, you know, everyone and certainly our, our you know, politicians and the investment in infrastructure for the long-term solution. So that's, that's exciting to hear, I'd not heard about that. So, um, David, it, that I'm happy to end on a positive note, uh, you know, with all of the challenges we have today. And, and you know, it was, it was really fascinating to hear some of the um, exciting opportunities in Canada and, and the growth for, for all of us. So thank you for joining us on Talking Trade and uh, look forward to talking to you again. Thank you. And, you know, don't hesitate to reach out to us at the consulate. I mean, we're here to help and support the bilateral trade relationship. And so this is a great opportunity for me to meet your, your, uh, your membership and, and we're here to provide support for, for your friends and colleagues. Thank you very much, David Usher, Consul, Acting Consul General of Canada in, uh, in uh, Chicago. Thank and you. This has been Talking Trade.